0: Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave.
1: And I'm John, and welcome to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye.
0: That's right, and to avoid any lazy negativity, we are making this a drinking game! Drinking game. Any negative (laughs) criticism about a film is absolutely Mm -hmm. allowed, but you will be called out for it, and you will have to take a drink every time. So,
2: if you hear this noise... (laughs) It means we're all drinking, so pour yourself a glass, join us, and give it up for the films we love, and the films that, I don't know if these guys need some love, I think we're, this is going to be a solid argument this week, guys. These are some love franchises. It's going to be a solid <laughs> argument.
0: Great. So, I'm so excited about this. This is week eight of our Corona franchise face-off. This is the end of round one. We seated our top 16 movie franchises. Oh, we made it. Started out as a trilogy series, and then we decided to open it up to franchises. So we are at our eight seed and our nine seed. This is right in the middle of the mix, and we are so excited to talk about these two films. Before we get too deep into it, I'm going to send it over to John for some shout-outs.
1: Shout-out, All right. Shout it out, shout it out. As always, the beer on this podcast is supposed to be sponsored by Carlos Barroso. That's right. We're not with him, but we are usually with him when we are back in the city. Can't He's wait for that to happen. He's doing the best he can. <laughs> oh my God, he really is. Give him a follow on Instagram at C-Barroso Bar 2019 That's CBARROZOBAR2019. And as always, the music on these podcasts are always provided by the artist Dasein. Can find them on soundcloud.com forward slash Dossine dash artist. There's a new track called Pacifica on there. If you want to give it a shot, it's really fun. Let's do this fucking podcast. I had so much fun this week. I had (laughs) so much fun this week. I've had fun every week.
2: week. This week was especially
1: fun. Oh
0: my god, this week was so fun. Here,
2: before we dive in, grew as I watched. I'm like, oh, I've got to argue these two.
0: I know. Okay. (laughs) I okay. We're gonna introduce the films in one second, but really quick next week so this is going to be the middle of may 2020 Ooh, yeah. in case you're listening to this in the future we're going to add some films in travel back the in time mix. to now we decided there were some <laughs> snubs that needed to find their way in. So anything that we did not talk about is fair play. More on that if you want to follow us on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Wait, we at, decided?
2: I think the hate mail decided some stuff. The hate mail decided. We, we
0: okay. We snubbed. For instance, for instance, we snubbed Rocky. We snubbed The Dark Knight. We snubbed Bond. We snubbed Indiana. We had. We didn't snub Indiana Jones. We gave them.
3: <laughs> We're
0: not Fuck even in the argument. <laughs> we never, okay. We snubbed Twilight. All right, whatever. Uh, Shrek, a lot of good snubs in there. So we want to hear from everybody. If you are listening to this in time, that'd be really, really, really great. But today, let us get into our eight seed and our nine seed. Our nine seed, which we'll talk about about halfway through this podcast, is the Mission Impossible franchise. Six fantastic films. That is our nine seed. Our eight seed, we're going to talk about after I give a reminder that there is a parental advisory slash there will be cursing Fuck. i don't know when it's going to come up i don't know there we go there's one i don't know when they'll come up but they will definitely come up so let's get into it our eight seed the jurassic park franchise yes that includes the jurassic world series obviously who would like to start let's go oh with dave i can go first oh boy. yeah
2: i'd do it do it dude i i mean i i had the pleasure of seeing uh, jurassic park in the cinema and it was was funny. It was a cinema I didn't usually go to, and I have a great story about this one, actually, because, like, I mean, I I love Jurassic Park for its CG elements and what it brought to the table. Um, I was actually reading an article while I was researching this about uh, the guy that wrote this um, computer-generated shader for the dinosaur so that the rain could run off it. Like, this guy is literally coding, like, inventing code for raindrops running off a dinosaur, which is not something you get asked to do often. No, well, you do. You do now, but, um, but yeah, I went and saw the original Jurassic Park, and they like I loved the original Jurassic Park so much because they built the tension so well. It was a fantastic story. Like it was a fantastic cool story. It's something. It's like yeah, I'd go to that park, and they built the tension so well. The the friend I went and saw it with, um, there were two scenes that had a very very interesting effect on her. Uh, where the kids are climbing into the the tunnel in the ceiling and the Velociraptor jumps up and nips, tries to nip them. Mm -hmm. She literally raised her legs off the floor up onto the cinema chair. Mm -hmm. And then right (laughs) near the end where they're they're turning the power back on and there's that rush and they've got to get to the breakers and she gets to the breakers and she, like, Laura Dern flips the breakers And she leans back and relaxes, and then a velociraptor comes out from behind her. I kid you not, this girl was out of her chair, running down the aisle. She got five steps down the aisle before she caught herself and turned around and came back to her seat, hell embarrassed. Wow. That's seriously good filmmaking. Yeah. I mean, that's good, dude. I feel safe sharing this story. I didn't mention names, and there's probably no chance she's listening to this podcast. But, I mean, the thing I loved is they, they mixed practical and CG- flawlessly um
3: mm-hmm.
2: and it was a fantastic open to what became a really, really good franchise.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: part two came along, and part two had like that false ending um and then it went it was like, okay, the movie's not over, we're not done, and it kept going uh with the dinosaur in the city, and even that was a great. Like an installment, they lost me a little, little bit in Jurassic Park. Three it was still great, a great installment. I feel like when they kicked over the new ones, um, it was I I really dug the new one, the first one, as mm-hmm. a really good installment. Um, no, the the one after that, I'm kind of on the fence. The the, the new new sequel, um, yeah, I'm it's good uh, to see where they go franchise. There. Is that what yeah. it's called? Fallen, fallen yeah. kingdom, fallen franchise. Yeah.
0: Exactly. That is exactly what it is. This is fallen franchise.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, come on, dude. Yeah, it was. For me, it's. Uh, I mean, and also, it. Um, you know, it gave us Jeff Goldblum at his best. <laughs> sure. As yeah. well. Come on. We it's got. Like, we got him in that. We got I'm him not, in Ragnarok. So, yeah, the series, so, not, so, the last, so not the last. Series. So, somebody. The series. Somebody posted a thing on my Facebook feed the other day, and I. It's, I literally answered it with "Life uh, finds a way." Yeah. And it, uh-huh. it's like, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, it's like, yeah, it's Chef Goblin. I i think, yeah, I i really dug these films, I thought they did some great stuff. Uh, that sure. opening and that opening for Salvo and the franchise, though, is gonna always be it's, a favorite of mine. That is one
0: of the most rewatchable movies of all time, hands down, I mean, yeah, yeah, one of the most rewatchable movies of, of every single time. There are so many iconic moments in it, not just because we've all seen it, because a lot of them were the kind of things where we saw the first time. And we, mm. even if you hadn't rewatched it for 10 years, when somebody says, hold on to your butts, you know exactly what movie you get. When someone says that is one big pile of shit, you know exactly <laughs> yes. what movie that comes from. The is image it, of the like, two if, kids. If you want, if you want when some fun
2: at the moment, yeah, uh, look up what Sam Neill's doing on Twitter right now. He's, oh, he's having
0: a lot of fun during the quarantine. It, and it's amazing. Um, John. Thoughts and feelings. I feel like you're going to have more of a critical eye at the story developing and going in different directions. I, wait, wait, wait. First, Dave, how bad would you want to work on the special effects for this? Whether it's the practical effects or the or the digital after effects, and how which, uh, bad would, would you want to work on this?
1: Would you rather, <laughs> would you rather if, you could, if you had to choose, would you rather be working on the, the newer ones with the current tech or 90s developing that
2: shit? I think I'd rather work on the new ones with the current tech because, let's I face yeah. it, I don't have the street cred to write a shader that is water falling off a fucking dinosaur.
0: <laughs> oh my god that's so good I mean, all right good. john no, no, no. john go at it see, see what's going on
1: all right so uh i also saw this movie in the theater this is my f- first one of my one of my first conscious memories of going to the movie theater i was six seven 93 i guess i was around seven yeah. uh I went to same deal, kind of a theater I don't usually go to. It was one of those like $1.50 theaters, like old school single, giant screen. Mm -hmm. There was packed house, sat in the balcony, and everyone was reacting very audibly. (laughs) Like I just remember adults like screaming at dinosaurs and ooing and awing. I mean, guys, we have to be delicate. Like, it's kind of hard to talk about the Jurassic Park franchise without acknowledging that the first movie is a lot of people's favorite movie <laughs>
0: right now granted when it came to star wars we should we just said fuck these first three we got to talk about these other six because something happened so we did not give star wars that pass but <laughs> no
1: we for didn't. jurassic well, park like, we
0: should
1: well i think it's a little bit different right because like those first three yeah like they they kind of stand together like jurassic park the first one kind of in my mind it kind of stands apart from jurassic park the franchise which i kept thinking about as i was watching them this week um i don't know i mean like i said at the beginning this i had a great week watching watching Mm -hmm. movies from these franchises i love both these franchises they both do something very different um i am one of those people who i have seen the first one many 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 times and i enjoy it every single time i have seen two and three uh Several times, and I have not enjoyed them most of the time.
0: Why do you keep watching them? Because the world do that. It's like Chinese food. It's like it's the Chinese food is going to make me sick,
2: but I'm going to eat it. It's still enticing. <laughs> you want to live sometimes... with
0: the world, the same way Dave wants to live with his Chinese food. John wants to live with the dinosaurs.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes you do want to go Dude, back like to the like dragon just the other night. Even if there's a fucking second island that they just didn't mention, that's totally just there and ready to rock for number two. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Come on, dude.
2: It's right here. Let me... I've got a buzzer. I don't
1: hold. I, but get... I don't hold. I don't hold things like that. That's not the reason that I'm critical of them. One, one that's just confusing to me is that every time I sit down and watch Lost World, I'm thinking, "Oh, great. It's the same people. Stevens at the helm again. What can go wrong?" <laughs> And it's just there's some it's, there's some good it's moments not, in it. There are some good moments, mm. but do you say that? Do you say moments about the first Jurassic Park?
0: No, 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 no. Stop! Come on, come on. Come what do you on. mean? Come on, it's, we're it's talking about franchises. That, like, there I, have been I plenty of.
1: We have talked I, about multiple franchises where sequels or the third or the fourth have been like contending for how good the first one is or the best one is or whatever. And I just can't. There, there is a huge difference between me and one and two, and then I think three is. Again, it's still fun as Jurassic Park. You can have a good time and still go back and watch these fucking dinosaurs. But, man, there's just not much to the it, story there. True. I enjoyed Jurassic World. I, I'm glad I, I rewatched that one again. I've seen that one maybe three or four times now. Definitely saw it in theaters when it came out. Had a great time. Love Chris Pratt. Love them. Uh, Fallen Kingdom was so contrived. There was no reason Sorry. that any of them should have been. together there was no reason that that should have been happening it felt like it was just for the sake of engineering another killer dinosaur
0: don't put those birds in california what are you doing they're gonna ruin the ecosystem of you i'm gonna keep buzzing i'm gonna keep buzzing to you
1: this is why i'm I'm ready to go i'm locked and loaded this is my last thing i'll live with of my my personal rant i am so happy that i saw falling kingdom because the ending spoiler alert turn your fucking mute on right now if you don't want to hear this the last shot it's finally going to happen. The dinosaurs are on the fucking mainland. Let's yeah. get it on, that's dude. Right. I've been waiting oh, this the entire a, franchise. Yeah, this for is that a Game did. of Thrones
0: ice dragon thing. Yeah, there's an ice dragon. It's like, yeah, you but fuck so? everything that happened to let you think so? Yeah, why are those birds there? Why are you doing that? All like I just watched I just watched Our Planet where I was looking at bald eagles just rule the ecosystem. Can you imagine if throwing some pterodactyls in there? Come on. Just rooting everything. For, yeah, exactly, for hubris to go to a giant mansion that's also spooky. Uh it's contrived. Anyway all mm.
3: right
1: so the, <laughs> how about you all right jeff go off you haven't I even wanna, started <laughs> yeah what is your first birth? was
0: perfect i had nightmares for weeks i there are so many things in the second and third movies that i still draw on in in my my worst dreams and nightmares um john and i've spent some time in fire island um when you're on the widow's walk which is maybe there's a like, yeah, John and, I, John and I just having a good old time. Take <laughs> it all right, uh, but anyway, the, it's, a the, o- the it's a secluded whatever. It's a secluded island, beaches. just a They're bunch horrifying. of dudes. Um, so anyway, when we're on the when you're on the widow's walk, <laughs> whatever it's called, the it's like the roof when the roof has its own um,
3: a porch, basically. The widow's, the widow's yeah, walk. yeah, whatever. It's
0: the widow's Crow, crow's walk. nest is kind kinda of, Anyway. I every single time the wind blows and I see the trees move, I think about the lost world when the the. the oh the yeah, remember me it? Yeah, also, we're t- Mission Possible we're going to talk about soon. In the the time where they have to click on to the um the wire because the camper is going off the edge. They basically do that in Mission Impossible, like that effect I had never seen before and now I feel like every action movie does that where they clap, they are they're in a, mo- a mobile that's going off the cliff mm. Cl- like clip onto the wire, the mobile goes around them while they hang onto the wire and then they're hanging So much like, so
1: they did it in 2 and 3.
0: I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I know, I know, right know. That, right? Okay, okay. A lot a lot of the some of the San Diego stuff, yes, it's contrived, but you know, the idea of the boy in his room seeing the dinosaur and then the dog park. There's, there's some things in the movie that are great. That's what I meant before. Okay, let's get down to it. The first movie is very, very simple. It's basically Jaws. You don't see the monster until about halfway through the movie, right? And mm. what they do is they they get all of the best parts of your imagination of what you want. The dinosaurs are coming back to life. You have the archaeology. And you know, here, here's what it Here's what it comes down to. It is man versus nature, obviously. And basically the reason that this question of what would happen with humans and dinosaurs coexisted, which is the question that's so exciting. The reason it's what they do, they present and they say, basically is hubris, human ambition. Is, is that the reason that nature always wins? You know, is, is it, is there just something innateness in where we can't help it? And you basically have these archeologists that know that this is a terrible idea. You have Jeff Goldblum mm. who knows this is a terrible idea and they just can't fucking help themselves. It's not even just about the money. That's they just classic, need to see it with their own eyes. It's a classic they need B to.
2: sci-fi trope though. It's like, nobody believes the scientist. And it's like, the scientists is there going, this is a horrible idea. And they don't listen. And all of a sudden there's giant fucking
0: ants. But because they just constantly ask, but what if, but, 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 but what if, and they say, okay, let's just give it a shot. And then obviously you know how it goes. You can't fault them for trying. Um, they ask the questions and they they even present the counter arguments before you even see the things. So by the time we see them, we the stakes are so high. There's an emotional pull. The kids are not formulaic. The kids in every other movie besides the first one, including Jurassic World. The kids are the worst part of Jurassic World. And it's basically through their point of view. Like, I don't care about their parents' divorce. I really, really don't. I don't care at all what's happening to their family issues. I hate the way it opens like that. Just open in the park. Or, mm-hmm. they introduce, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's true. I actually do really like the movie. Here's what I would say to compare the beginning. and Yeah, first leaning of towards all, your drink wait, doesn't count. I can wait. see you, Jeff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let me
0: finish my first thought. So then two comes in. So that th- that's it. That's it. Basically, man versus nature, hubris, yada, yada, yada. It falls apart because no matter how good intentioned you are, even if it was... Not for the money, as Richard Attenborough promises We can't help ourselves, so therefore we're going to lose Every single time, so 2 comes in and says Here we go, science and business, we're going to put these Two together and just let hubris run fucking Free, and ultimately I think that's an Okay choice, so therefore I'm on the ride With The Lost World, even though it's Yes, it's a little formulaic, yes, they say things like We're creating a buffet for these things They seem to be self-aware in the movie making that they know This is a bad idea, they already answered In the first one, so the, the, the ground works Way underneath, the depth in between All the lines, they already answered that in the first movie and in the second one they don't even try to match that with depth so they just fucking fly in. The third movie by the way 90 minutes so clearly they are like we know this is a bad idea too. Let's just fucking crash the plane. No they're they're like seriously they're like let's crash the plane so that nobody can accuse us of, of so nobody who's there wants to be there with the exception of the parents trying to get their son back um so anyway th- they know that it doesn't have the depth of the first one they know that and so they try to make it up with the with the yucks with the, the shocking moments i don't know what jurassic world is doing with all these weird backstories but what they try to do in jurassic world and, and tell me what you guys think about this is rather than the first one which is the slow build with jaws right you don't see the monster on cells it's coming They present everything they just start throwing highs at you there are so many moments that are just like shocking and then nothing and then shocking and then nothing and then shocking and then nothing um so that's what, it's almost like it's it, it was made more for today. Like, I don't know, yeah. maybe they, they thought an audience can't wait an hour to see the T-Rex or to see the power go out. Like, I, I don't know what their design was, but it really seemed like it was manufactured in a lab, no pun intended. Ooh. Jurassic World, uh-huh. it really seemed like every single thing was like, okay, it's been four minutes, we're going to lose the audience here, so we need to throw in a yell at them. But having said that, the Andromedus Rex is really fun. The way that it hides, yeah, the whole raptor blood thing, and apparently that every raptor is just best friends with every other raptor, you know, whatever, fine. Mm. The sea monster, fuck. (laughs) Now I'm just ranting, 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 but it is fun, it is exciting, but it doesn't have the charisma and it doesn't have the stuff, so that when they, when there's a volcano also, wait, the whole point Nature finds a way, two things about that. Number one, they were all females and then nature found a way for them to procreate to the point where at the beginning of two, they say they want to hunt a male. Even though in the first movie, they just said they were all females. So they're already breaking rules. They already know that they're breaking rules, but nature finds a way and guess what? They're on a fucking volcano. That sounds to me like nature finds a way. So why are we going back there to help these things? Was it, is it our fault that they're on a volcano? Is that, So now we need to risk our lives and all of civilization because they're on a volcano? It sounds to me like nature is finding a way. I mean, my, my,
2: my, biggest yeah. note, uh, my biggest negative note that I had was when, by the time you get to Fallen Kingdom, you can see the franchise machine fully engaged. Yeah. yeah it's like that go that the, like, the machine is on, and they have a formula. It's like let's throw back to the first one. the monsters right. are bigger, the danger is more explosive, quite literally. there's a fucking volcano, yeah um, but there's really nothing original until the end, and I agree the yeah. end of that film, the final shot and the final monologue is a winner for me. It redeems that film a lot, but really not enough
3: mm. yeah.
2: yeah yeah I mean I, it's, I don't uh,
1: know if, so yeah go ahead, so I said I can't remember when I which franchise I was talking about, how I was talking about uh, how folks like Steven Spielberg... It, it was Back to the Future. So, um, Robert Zemeckis and Steven Spielberg, and we're watching all these people try to copy what they did. So, like, the franchise machine, I was obviously, I'm thinking a lot about that as we're watching these movies.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I am... I'm, I'm going to go to bat for, for Steven Spielberg. Like, he created this kind of thing. It's cool that you said that Jaws thing, because I, I do think what he does the best, like my favorite Sil- Steven Spielberg movies are his adventure movies like these. And it almost always mm. has a, it has people on the opposite ends of their worst fears and their biggest dreams. And then the adventure, the catastrophe, reveals the truth as everyone right. either dies from it or rises above it.
2: Yeah. And, and I can tell you, that's, Buppet, that's, Buppet. the shark yeah. doesn't yeah, fucking look I mean, fake no
1: more. Yeah, so, like, we have, like, you're right, like, can an audience wait? That T-Rex sequence in number one is one of the greatest suspense sequences in modern cinema. I mean, yeah. it's, it's fucking perfect. The not it's not even talking about the special the effects and everything. It's just so well done. And all he My did God. leading up to that was not create tons and tons and tons and tons of backstory. He very matter-of-factly introduces you to characters and then lets them, based on just what they are, live their life into the problem. So that allows us to project ourselves onto them. We can do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas these new ones, that my, my biggest critique about these new ones is, it's like you said, it's, it's like it's made for the day, for today and the franchise machine thing. Those lulls do not exist in Steven's movies from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. I think if he's the master of adventure, it's like we're taking cues from, I know he's Chris Pratt, but like, it it doesn't have to be like that we don't it, i don't know why they felt like they had to lean into a certain kind of comedic comedic moments that weren't going to reveal anything about character and they were probably going to just con- <laughs> cut a little bit of the tension that if 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 you're going to take a lesson from Steven if you're going to try to revamp Steven's masterpiece your butthole is squeezing tighter and tighter and tighter through Jurassic Park One. When they yes, learn how is. to open doors, you could fucking break <laughs> something with your yep. butthole. I mean, it's just going, 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 going the whole time. So, so both of the new ones is it is a little jerky for me. I still and, enjoy the yeah. first one. I do like Jurassic World, but it's jerky. It does not feel so like yes, a fuse definitely. has been lit. Same, um, yeah.
0: yeah. Also, basically, the, the the pterodactyls have a terrorist attack. John, you from the park, too. Let me you also drink. Oh, I'm drinking, um, baby. This is good. Also, also. Don't let Chris Pratt be friends a raptor. Come on. Maybe at the end of the first one, they get away because the raptor's moved in. Are we going to talk why about is, it? Yeah, are we going to say Pratt it? Chris Pratt friends with the raptor? By the end, he's like, oh, don't worry. He won't hurt us. He's a fucking raptor. Like, come on. Like, you literally oh, just no, made dude. the raptors not cool by letting Chris Pratt be able to and explain not to psyche. mention,
1: every time they said the name Blue, what did y'all think of I thought of old
0: school. You're a boy, Lou! boy! <laughs> That's all yeah. I
1: fucking thought of. I thought of Will Ferrell singing Goals The drinking. Wind What's at his funeral. Dust <laughs> right. in the um, Wind. That's okay. all I was thinking, dude. I'm
0: definitely, we're, we're definitely... Yes, we, we're drawing on the negative here because we can I, I rewatched these for the most part this week. And unfortunately, watching the rule breaking got me a little bit. I'm going to compliment Steve and I'll compliment the series a little bit more. First of all, the IP itself just the dinosaurs you can't think of dinosaurs and not think of Jurassic Park. Think about the Universal City, the Universal Rides. Mm-hmm. Think about the merchandising and stuff. It, it's not just to sell products. The reason that it works is because we cared about the first one. Kudos to Steven, obviously Michael Crichton. Um can I ask you a novel. question before you
1: move forward? Yeah. Have you ever done this with this franchise? Have you ever watched them all like this? No, because even
0: when Jurassic World came out I didn't need to rewatch them per se. Yeah. Um, i would never done it either. It's, it's and and I've seen a, them I enough dis- randomly. I had a discussion today uh, with
2: my wife uh, when I was talking about what I like, which way. My I'd go on this decision, and mm. <laughs> that's for you. And, uh, <laughs> and um, it was the 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 one comment she made was that I I can't discuss these objectively because of the Universal mm-hmm. ride where she went. She had a moment <laughs> where she went on the Universal ride, and the animatronics were so realistic, it was like, is, is that real? Like Grinch is yeah. like a lot younger, but um, uh, cool. yeah, it's it, it's yeah. I don't know where I was going with it. I don't <laughs> yeah, know, man. <laughs> no, 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 but, but no. I so think it's I think we are.
0: It, but it, also, it's, it's, it's more than just it's more than just the movie. So here we are. We're talking about the movies. That's what we are doing mm. right now. We're talking about the movies. But these things are more than just movies. They these movies capture the idea so well that you can't even think about the night of the museum without thinking of Jurassic Park. And in fact, they do. When Rexy is chasing Ben Stiller, you can't tell mm-hmm. me that it's not mirrored at least a little bit off of Jurassic Park. Toy I'm Story sure has a
2: Jurassic Park reference.
0: Toys, exactly. I'm mm-hmm. sure their legal departments had to go through and see if they had to ask permission with Jurassic Park because it all I mean, comes back to Jurassic Park. How many
2: films have done the, the rippling glass of water gag?
1: Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to point something out though. Just, even just based on this little to and fro we're having right now, all of that came from the first one i think everything you're saying would have echoed through time even if the first one just stood alone all that crap you're talking about is fucking cemented in time because the first one is so much better than the other ones it's the only one that really matters let's see if i can make this
0: point let's see if i can make this point well let's see wait let's see if i can make this point that i i'm gonna make with frozen too i'm gonna make a weird comparison between jurassic park and jurassic world and frozen i wonder because jurassic world is very catered to the younger generation today whether they like it or not or whether studio executives like it or not the movie made 1.6 billion dollars for the highest grossing movies of all time yeah the um i think our generation saw frozen and said it was great but there's no way that it's the lion king or you know it just doesn't quite have the same hook jurassic world i wonder if today's generation sees that and if they can see that jurassic park succeeded commercially because of how important that underlying argument that maybe even when I was watching it, I was too young to understand nature versus nurture. Nature always wins. I was too young to understand what that really meant and to really ask that question, the deeper questions that the movie was trying to ask. And yet I was still gripped the entire time. Jurassic world doesn't even try. I really think they care way more about their personal lives and how the park affects the character's personal lives because they think that's a stronger hook than and coming up with the with scenario where they're asking a bigger question. I don't think they're asking a bigger question. The only que- What they're asking in Jurassic World to me is, um, is it worth revising these old ideas? Because business matters. We can't shake that. This is the world we live in. We got to profit off of it. We can bring people together off of this. So how can we commercialize this? That is the question to me in the, in this movie. Do you kind of agree with that generally? Or, or can you clear that up a little bit if I was a little... No, I, I,
2: the, the movie reflects the actual attitude behind it it's like it says it when they say it's like the pepsi and drama
0: they they they, they have product placement for the dinosaur that they named i did feel
1: like it was basically i don't know if that i I agree with you completely and i'm speaking so critically about these i I like these movies you guys i I have had me too no i'm the same way i'm gonna get back to that um but i i agree with you it just doesn't have legs and i'm afraid i mean it brings me back to that same thing that we've definitely talked about before which which
2: one doesn't have when you're
1: uh, the, 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 the revamps, Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom. Because <laughs> yes. if you're going to ask that question, if you're going to say that, if that's, gonna way, that's the way you're going to answer, why are we back in this theater watching the same story over and over again? It's ironic. And irony usually doesn't have legs of sincerity unless it's a comedy okay. or a satire. So for me, I, I was like, oh, look what they're doing. You know, and every I'm, like, yeah. i still again I still enjoy it, but I was like, look what they're doing. But I know I am only in this seat to watch a big dinosaur in special well, effects.
0: Are, and are they throwing that back at you when they say well, you they, wanted bigger, you wanted better. That was B. D. Wong. Are I they saying that directly to the know. audience?
1: Maybe. Can I, can, I don't know if can it's can that smart. Say, the
2: two highlights <laughs> that's good, of those that's films that's good. That's a good point. The two highlights of those films were BD Wong and Vincent D'Onofrio for me. Sure. It was good to see Vincent yeah. D'Onofrio back in it, that kind of role.
0: I think it was kind of cool seeing the Andromeda the Andromeda's Rex get taken out by that fucking fish monster thing. I think that was kind of cool. Unfortunately, and the
1: T-Rex moment, of course, when you're waiting for know, the fucking Rex,
0: I guess because, um, these dinosaurs weren't real. Um, we can just ignore Blackwater and all of the Orca sea worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: How about, <laughs> um, uh,
2: endangered species I shouldn't, I shouldn't don't have rights. That Jeff. Remember what a valid, they said?
0: That's a valid documentary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Okay, wait, wait. Okay, let's talk about these the good. Okay, the good things that happen. For instance, in Jurassic World, the moments that we remember are the slow moments, right? When they're hunting and it gets quiet, and you realize that the dinosaurs are smarter than us, and that we humans are stupid. You're rooting for the dinosaurs. Ultimately, I think that's a win for the movie. We talked about the crow's nest. What do you call? What do you call that? The crow's walk. The widow's walk. Yeah, that's whatever. Right, the blah, whatever that's called. With the with the t- <laughs> where, where you're basically stranded. What would you do if you're stranded with dinosaurs? I think that's pretty cool. I don't think we need to yeah. go to California and say let's let's le- let them be Bigfoot. Um, but, but it it really does seem like they're, they, they, they force the dinosaur coming back to San Diego. However, they do do really well. That call from the Coast Guard or whatever, when, when the the boat isn't responding and it's coming full force, that was pretty fun when I saw that. I saw that in the theaters for sure. And that was really, Mm. really, really fun. And ultimately the dinosaur running around, you, you start, you can't help yourself, but ask questions like how can Jeff Goldblum can follow this, but there's no police for like an hour. How come there's no SWAT team? There's no Coast Guard. Like, you, I'm sorry. I'm Maybe I sound like a jaded adult, but you know, those questions do come up fine. But the last <laughs> moment where the mom and the baby are taking down Bob Balaban, like that's fun, you know? So there are really fun, good things. And I do like the world, but unfortunately they really are, they really are asking a lot of the audience to forgive stuff that I feel like were pretty evident. I feel like they could have done the same thing and just let humans be assholes and let that be the point without without making us ask for even more forgiveness on top of that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, that's why in three, great. honestly, 90 minutes, oh, yeah. plane crash, we're screwed, get the fuck out of here. But come on, the boy goes full Robinson, Caruso's a little ridiculous. Even in the theaters, I was like, mm. okay, this is ridiculous. This is basically Home Alone 3 now.
2: <laughs> did you Did you see the article that, was, that came out this week about the the boy in Jurassic Park? He did an interview and uh, they asked him that. Uh, Joe or whatever yeah. his
0: name is, because he's awesome. Yeah. He's awesome. He's
2: good actor. And his, like, his first on-screen kiss was Sam Neill. <sighs> because when they did the, uh, the scene where he's on the fence and he gets elected. Oh, yeah, it, the mouth-to-mouth. They were, doing, they were doing the resuscitation <laughs> scene. Originally, yeah. they, tr- they tried to fake it. And they both realized, okay, this is not working. And Sam Neill was very polite about it. He was like, are you okay with this? And he was like, yeah, let's, let's go. Let's do it. And they, for real, mouth-to-mouth. And so his first on screen kiss
0: was Sam Neill in Jurassic Park.
2: That's so that's, that's hilarious. Like, it was I such mean, a such an awesome article.
0: Nothing's more iconic than him with the glasses looking for the goat and then saying where's the goat? But yeah, he also he's I'll really great in the he's really great in the Pacific and he's in uh the social network. He's one of the co-founders of Facebook. I don't know how to do that. Anyway, what are you saying, John? Oh shit. That's fucking he's the, crazy. He's in the social network, yeah. He's one of the roommates. Um, what's
2: the social network?
1: So I guess after honestly. <laughs> I guess after uh Okay, that's for me. <laughs> Again, I'm watching all these things differently now. Like, you know, I really do feel different about these franchises than when I watched them randomly in my life previously, like comparing them to each other this way. And I think ultimately for me, Jurassic Park is still tons of fun. I'm going to rewatch these for sure. Yeah, But Stephen made, Stephen had such a, I'm not gonna say it's an original idea. He he basically did Jaws on land, like in a different way. It was it was it's his thing that he does so well. And Michael, he just Crichton, did it. Michael
0: Crichton. Like, left Michael Crichton. Michael wrote a yeah start. yeah that's definitely yeah, his story like yeah, yeah sure that. yeah um, and John Williams gore, man. When they go, go through when they go through <laughs> when they go through Mother Nature's vagina, which is what I call <laughs> that crack in the fucking like when, when they ride that helicopter through in that crack. And there's the waterfall coming down, and they play the oh my god, it's so good. That's Hawaii
1: baby. Yeah. I think, in a, if I'm being totally real, I'm
2: a, I think actually, they created... I
0: think that was an island somewhere. Was, I think it's I Costa Rica, know, but I'm not, I don't no, know. I, 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 can't I
2: remember. you might be right, actually. Yeah. It's either Costa Rica when, or when we can all travel again, let's go there and find out. Fuck yeah. <laughs> let's
1: go see, no, see what Island United B. There's, a, there's they, a third I island. John, Did you know thought. there's John, a third John, island?
0: Finish your, <laughs> John, finish your thought.
1: All right. So I think they they may have laid a trap for themselves by... Creating that thing that we were praising earlier—the formula of we don't need to try to have too much background information on these characters. It's mostly about the, their how they actually feel being revealed through the the adventure. I think it's in a way work, they laid a trap risky, because but yeah, it is risky because what have we been we've been saying a very similar theme about most of our franchises that we move forward It's that they raise the stakes with the action, the spectacle, the whatever the technical thing is, and the emotional elements. Mm. And there is no way we can say that these do that. Yeah, they do different things. They do try, but it's not. It's not Jurassic
2: that. Park three. They kind of went to Weight
0: Watchers for content. There was like not much yep. in there. Honestly,
1: right? So no, they, they
0: but, know that. I'm telling you, that's <laughs> the funniest thing. They know it. Crash the plane because they shouldn't be there. That's the only reason they're there. Crash the plane and make it 90 minutes. But if you're going to do
1: that, hold on, but if you're going to do that, then we've also been praising the ones that know they're doing that. And then they kind of shamelessly give you a wink and raise the stakes in an absurd way. These, I don't know if, do you think Jurassic World tried to do that?
2: Just just be right, I did did not have Uh a problem with Jurassic Park until Fallen Kingdom, really. And I felt like Fallen Kingdom Mm. kind of, Boned it in. It was very formulaic. It was very just like let's yeah. just turn everything up to you know a notch above what it was in the previous movie.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, it did feel there, like there an are, attempt at eleven.
2: There which made are for, a lot which lot for a great action film, but there's not right. a lot else in there. Mm.
1: Yeah. No, I'm
0: with but you. And, and they, they a, wink it's, a little is bit. It baked
1: in. Do you think it's baked in? It, it might. Do you think? Do you agree with me that there's a problem with Steven's initial formula works for one movie, maybe two? Yeah. yeah. I don't but know because, if they can sustain the a question,
0: franchise. I know it sounds maybe it sounds a little cheesy at this point, in nature versus nurture, but that, that underlying thought, what would happen if we coexisted, was already answered in the first one. And rather than ask a new question, or yeah, rather than bad. double down on it and say, "Well, shit, this got this ask got out of hand. Yeah. This is yeah. too far," that question they ignored, and they just. They went to the next level up. They never reached that level of depth, and they try to counterbalance that with more action and more characters that you care about. And ultimately, I care less about each character because they had the second movie is is good, but ultimately there's just too many people to care about. And now, stop we'll with s- the kids. <laughs> leave me alone with the kids. I get it. There's I will kid, say the, this. The T Rex has a kid. The Raptors have a kid. apparently if you give the Raptor their their eggs back, they'll leave you alone. No, these are. I thought we loved. Maybe these they're way. They're
1: just, I just they're had an epiphany I just And again, I like me. these
0: movies. I have fun with these movies. I'm sounding like such an asshole, but I really do have fun with these movies. If they're on TV, I I'm probably going to watch them. I'll put it that way. So let's get, John get this point out, and then we got to move you're
1: on. Totally, you're totally right about how we care less and less about the characters. I do agree with that. I care more and more about the dinosaurs, dude. When that fucking T-Rex comes out in Jurassic World, yeah. you're like, fuck yeah, I have missed you. Where I have forgot you been? that. Exactly. They <laughs> I, did a good I job with that. i missed you, dude. I've missed all the dinosaurs. When the 3D... You know the one that spreads its head and everything. When it comes Mm -hmm. back, even just in three D, I was like, "Oh, I miss you." I remember when you killed Wayne Knight. I remember that. (laughs) He had. (laughs) So maybe they were doing that on purpose. Maybe they spoiled all of us.
2: Take take that, Wayne
0: Knight. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Jurassic Park is awesome.
2: I love these movies. I I have one more thing to throw to, but I'll do that when we get to the argument section because we have. Does it have to do
0: with? Does it have to do with how Laura Dern was 27 in Jurassic Park?
2: Laura really? Dern is a goddess you leave Laura Dern the is fucking
0: awesome dude give it Jeez, up we Jeez, like these I, movies I these feel like movies like the great. shit
3: out of
1: these movies yeah we have I love these we're, movies we're looking they're at fun. full
0: fra- we watch these from one to five we're talking about the full franchises yeah this but is totally in context the movies themselves have so many good jumps the, the, the world in which they live is really fun to be a part of
1: absolutely I'm so glad they exist what a amazing don't say they're all female and then the
0: next movie say they're not all female speaking we're of so
2: point. lucky <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> Drink. Speaking of worlds we live in, uh, when we come back, we are going to be discussing
0: Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible.
2: Dun, dun,
3: dun, uh. And we're
1: back. And we're back. Oh, my God. Dinosaurs.
0: We were nice. I mean, we love Jurassic Park, right? Absolutely. The Jurassic Park series is a great Of course, dude. Of course, would, you love
2: Jurassic I would Park. I will still sit through all of those movies. I love them. Yeah, movies. happily with a me fucking too. smile
1: um, on my face, dude. I love those movies. But mean, going, they're going to make more
2: because they they're going to make we more. We did it's say great. a critical, like a, a positive critical eye, and sometimes when you engage the critical eye, it gets a little less positive.
0: Yeah. And then we drink a little quicker than we yes. usually do, which is where I am right now. Me Who too. wants to go on? Let's put it this way. They're making.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's move on. Let's not let's not. They're
0: making it. a lot of money. Okay. Our nine seed, the Mission Impossible franchise. Something to remember for some of our listeners who maybe just need a quick reminder. The first one came out in 1996. Tom Cruise was finishing about fifteen years of being what we could what would go down as one of the greatest commercial movie star runs of all time. He was probably the number one movie star in the world. We're talking about like international box office appeal. Mission Impossible One, and then two and three come right when all the Scientology shit come out, and Katie Holmes. So if you don't remember any of that, that's fine. We can pass over that. But it is actually really hard to not think about that during these movies. These were, it was a very interesting time to be Tom Cruise during these movies. Then he revises the series. He revises. He revives the series in 2011 with Rogue Nation. I just lied. With Ghost Protocol in 2011, they do three more movies. There's six total. They're oh. fucking good. Who wants to start?
1: Wait, hold on a second. He revi- You would consider the revival
0: after Jurassic Park three when they stopped naming the when they stopped numbering them and they just started going. I would say, and then Chris McQuarrie, who I think was a writer on the this one, he was a Jurassic Park three. He said
1: Jurassic Park three after God. number three after we Mission Impossible three.
0: We are drinking. We are drinking real. Was he producing? <laughs> he produced Ghost Protocol, or maybe he just came back to jj Robinson. did who the fuck cares i yeah yeah for sure bad robot okay anyway yes i would say that at least in watching them in sequence it makes more sense because after three i feel like 11 it finds its footing and it goes in a different i direction. feel like after three it found its footing
1: me too i think three that's exactly when, I mean. when jj got attached no, no, to no, it so 2006 sorry, I mean, so 10 years I'm after the first three. one
0: i'm including three i'm not including three okay
1: three is where i consider okay. it changing pivoting and going in this direction
2: yeah because two okay two, let's forget everything i said I, Who two wants to on start? a first watch was a fucking travesty <laughs>
0: okay so i saw it in theaters and it had a, it had a, it had good ideas i'm gonna say it straight up i don't care i'm gonna start two i didn't mind for this reason two is a bad bond movie tell me it wasn't a bad bond movie <laughs> Right. It was. <laughs> he, he's, it, it, it opens. He's on vacation. He's wealthy. Everything's great. Even though he's on vacation, he gets a new assignment. He gets some new gadgets. We're talking about bioterror, We're talking about global welfare. We're talking about you need to seduce the girl and get her on your team. And then you're going to fall in love with her. But there's a love triangle. And the other guy is the a villain of the movie. This is a bad Bond movie. Mm. That's what two is. In fact, that is the fatal flaw of this series is how is it different from the Bond series? I think it does pull it off successfully, but I don't know if it does until after three. For me, 11, that's 11, you can say 11, 2011, when they do Rogue Nation, that next three, it's that is something else. That's okay. what I would say. So, rant over, go ahead.
1: All right. So, I love these movies too. Um, when Tom Cruise, this was the first uh, thing that Tom Cruise produced. So, Paramount had is that been, right? yeah. So, Paramount had been talking to him, supposedly about, we want you to produce a project. And he pitched this idea to them. He loved it when he was a kid. So I'm always intrigued whenever I find out that people have some personal attachment to stories because it takes a lot to bring something to fruition. And that's cool that he was, he pitched this idea first. And I know his initial take on it, his initial you know plan was to have a different director every single time. He wanted it to feel like individual installments. He didn't want it to feel too much like a procedural procedural so
0: like a bond franchise you would say
1: i don't know because i think bond follows a lot of procedural motifs like you why can we say it's a, bo- a bad bond movie because we can call out the motifs so easily motifs.
2: i feel like I, know, I, know, I think i think initially i feel like i know villains are more grounded
1: me too so so, so too. what i'm saying yeah. is yeah. that
0: depends on the bond movie
1: so what i'm saying is okay, that i think after the first one which is a brian de palma film right? It's a Brian. Yes, it is. How film. about that?
3: The second Danny one, Elfman score. the
1: second one is a John Woo film. It is right. Yeah. These things like standalones, yeah. their own versions of those things. In both of those, one,
2: Ethan stands, Hunt, one stumbles.
1: <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. I think I like, I like one more than two. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. In both of those, yeah. Ethan Hunt is a spy. Starting at number three, Ethan Hunt becomes a human being. Yeah. And there's personal consequences. There's personal emotional accountability. No matter if you like it or not, they introduce his uh, his relationship with his wife, who eventually can and cannot be in his life for the rest of the series.
0: Michelle Monahan. It starts an turning him lead. into
1: having personal consequences. That lasts for two movies. And then in number five and number six, they, ind- they introduce the v- villainous, web from the television show The Syndicate. So it's a lovely callback if anyone's into that nostalgia, but they thicken it up so much so that there are again it becomes about Ethan Hunt. There is a personal thing. It's not a spy versus spy, which I I would argue that's the trap of Mission Impossible. That's the trap of James Bond. And that's why I love these movies so much because I don't think they fall into it. Because when they do introduce the Syndicate and, that, and that's number 5. I'll start with even number 3. When they starting with number 3, They, by turning him into a human and by making him have so much personal consequence from what's happening to him, I feel like the contrived motifs of action sequences, the big spectacle elements, there are usually like three to five amazing impossible missions per movie. And the reason we can, those can sustain an entire franchise and an individual movie, you never really get upset about it, is because... Tom Cruise is no longer an archetype. He has become a character. I don't know the difference anymore between Tom Cruise and Ethan Hunt. And I think that's also cool. This last thing I'll say is that these are one of the last movies we will get to see a movie star act in. I think we are witnessing, in a way, a change in what we think of as the movie star. I think Tom Cruise is one of the very last actual old school movie stars. Getting to watch that man Anchor this thing and do all these stunts and Man, put himself risk in these his situations. Damn life. <laughs> risk his fucking life. I was I was watching a little mini documentary in the making of one of the last four. And Simon Pegg was like, Look, Tom Cruise may be the most dedicated actor I've ever worked with. You have no choice but to get on board with him because you'll be left behind. He takes it so seriously. Yeah,
2: so they, I mean, he attached himself to the side of a fucking plane that then took off. <laughs> I know, man. He just right. gives it but everything.
0: The, the, the best it. part about it, he, this guy is almost sixty. By the way, he's almost yeah. six years yeah, old. Yeah, I've got his ages he's ready. Fifty. In insurance company. Can must I read have his ages?
2: Sphincters in the world. I'm going to read his ages to you. Ready? <laughs> ready?
1: Number one. Hey,
0: Dave just made a sphincters joke.
1: <laughs> love, we, we're talking about a lot of butthole on this show. On this particular episode, <laughs> right. we've got several anus right. references. We did ready? Reference ready? Fire Island. Ready? Tom Cruise. In number one, he was 34. Number two,
3: yeah,
1: right. 38. Number three, 44. Five forty nine. Oh, excuse me. Three forty four. Four forty nine. Five fifty three. The most recent one last year. He's fifty six fucking years old, dude.
0: And, yeah, and he's like doing pull ups off the rafters and then he's jumping isn't off like buildings. He's fucking like doing it. Like, yes. Yeah. But here's the thing: we've talked a little bit. We've talked about. So and and obviously, Dave, this is another franchise that you would love to be involved with on in effects, or even just like an actual uh, like film yeah. filmmaking, maybe a DP point mm-hmm. of view. Like Jesus Christ, to work with these people, and, and we got to shout out our sonnies, even though Tom Cruise doesn't use any. You know, he, no, he does he, he, actually. He, he, he comes like, in contact. Every with a now lot, and too.
2: then, the insurance company steps in and goes no yeah but how ju- much do you mean, think his also, policy also, is how much do you think his policy
0: is i don't know god god pays for it or not god um zeno the island whatever yeah, he climbed anyway, on top um, of that
1: fucking building and took a picture just for fun
0: so <laughs> but but also what comes with it because i'm because he's tom cruise this is this is what we mean by movie stars like what they could do he's producing the movie. And he's the star of it. And he's Tom Cruise. So he actually filmed on that hotel in Dubai. I don't even know if it was open yet when he did it. Cause we're talking about 2014 when he filmed that movie. Yeah. Um, we're talking about, we're talking about um, the, the Vienna, like the opera house in Vienna, like, when you're Tom Cruise and you're producing a, a hit movie like this, you can, you can open doors. So you have to do those stunts. But at the same time, when you see them in the movies, they do them in such a way where they don't feel gimmicky. That's the best part when he's going up the side of the plane and it's a cold open, you are allowed to be gimmicky in the first five minutes of a movie. And when he goes up on the plane, you re- I don't know, maybe Simon Pegg helps, maybe J- Jeremy Renner helped. Cause they're like in the woods of this, this is 2015. This is rogue nation. When he goes up on the side of a plane, he's literally hanging off the side of a plane. We know that there's a strap that they paint out and post. But he's, oh, he's literally on the outside it's, of it's a plane. It's a
2: full, um, like he is yeah. bolted to that plane.
0: Right. But right. at the same point, he's off the side <laughs> yeah. of a plane as it goes up. And when you see it in the movie, it doesn't just feel like a gimmick. For some reason, it does feel like more than that. And that is an attestment to Dude, him. Like really that plane is that going how long?
2: many miles an hour? That fucking hurt. Oh, my God. I mean he and, said and it he said have... it he said it in and he said it
1: in multiple <laughs> interviews. I I've, I've seen him say it multiple times. Like he really does believe that how do you up the ante? He's thinking about franchises. He's thinking about how he's right. going to succeed in in growing his IP and growing the quality of right. this filmmaking and he and, knows that getting people let allowing people to watch the character fall into those circumstances is what separates right. it from mm. other action movies. That's why John Wick is so cool. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing, right? John
0: Wick John Wick learned its lesson from Mission Impossible, but also I would say Jackie Chan, where he does all of his own stunts, oh, and when you yeah, do that, dude. you can be funny. Oh, yeah! These there are there are humorous moments in these movies when he's doing things, and all he has to do is nod his head. Or t- there's something that's the a fair of, comparison because um, Jackie Chan's
2: been in a coma at least twice from stunts. Right, right,
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 what I mean is what I mean is they're not doing it. They're not. They're not doing it just to prove they can do it. They're doing it because they need to up the stakes of the film, yeah. and they want it to look as real as possible. So that when that camera, I saw this in the movies. Did you see um, ooh, like Rogue- the fucking movie titles drive me insane? I when they're in Dubai, that's Rogue Nation twenty fifteen. Yeah. That's when do, no, did that's you see four. that? That's, when that that's camera, Ghost
1: that's Ghost Protocol.
0: That was Ghost Protocol. Yeah. Okay, so when Ghost Protocol, when that camera goes over the edge. And then he yeah. goes out too.
1: the wraparound. So How did they, you know, they do you that, Dave? You know
0: he's harnessed, but you also know he's on the side How of do the How did they go the out film. of a building did and you...
1: wrap around him?
0: I, I have no idea.
2: I haven't that actually looked that one up, yeah. it. That shot is incredible. I'll look that one up and get back to you on that one. But uh, and, that may have actually been, yeah, I have no idea. So cool. I didn't
0: want to, I did Okay, we're, we're talking the, about Cruise. The, we should talk about the movies in a second. But also, Sorry, like, like,
2: like, if you want the best one, the Halo Jump the halo jump dude halo 330 jump the, yeah. practice jumps Wait, i believe and 106 actual Wait, is that jumps and he did yeah. that is yeah fallout? i want to talk about fallout because yeah, they had like five minutes to capture this footage and they did that after he'd already broken his ankle earlier in production yeah and uh, yeah. like but also i, I just want to also take my hat off to the cameraman who went out with him I know. yes who. fuck yes because fuck they that yeah, yeah. I'm like not taking that-, that job at the tightest
1: they had like a three foot depth of feel when he comes in close at the first yeah. the first movement of the choreography in the fall and they fucking nail it I'm sure you know they did lots of yeah. takes but like how do they do that the scene right into the jump that's a perfect example yeah, we want to get to fall the dude. Theme. Someone, we're to talk about someone, it right now someone that's a perfect that example so someone pitches that so
2: I'm like with, yeah. oh, where's the stunt crew oh you look like you can hold a camera yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, no. it's totally different. You know
1: how, okay. So, I, I, you know how much I love Fast and the Furious movies, but you're right. You remember how you kept saying like Dom like jumps into a helicopter with a car and walks away from blowing flames. The Mission Impossible fell into feel, a
0: collapsed parking garage and yeah. walked out of it. Like, no, the Mission
1: Impossible feel there's a little bit more of like a matter of factness, which kind of creates the the fun that Ethan is just talking to Henry Cavill. I just said a character's name and an actual actor's name. But you know what I mean? Henry, yes. Henry Cavill and Tom Cruise are just talking to each other, having that scene. And Ethan Hunt just fucking walks off. And of course the camera follows him. That's, that's what happens in those movies. Hmm. It's not this big giant thing. It's not building up. You may have heard about it before you saw it. But the way they film it, it doesn't make you feel right. like they're pimping you into watching Tom Cruise do There's... a jump. You're just following Ethan Hunt out of a plane and it fucking we works need, we dude.
0: Had, we used to have a segment on no and then it's not even just like he falls out of the plane He's like oh that's cool yeah. he lands on the roof of a glass dome but like, also there's how a, do they do that while the other person's passed out there's a out, fucking the whole cameraman is, who
2: runs out of that plane backwards in front of him backwards dude, dude. we
0: need we need that we need a how the fuck do you do that for this i'm sure that cameraman had a, another person like, as well i want to like, contact that guy and get him on the it.
2: show fuck that like i i will find this guy do.
1: There's a really good special features on YouTube if you want to watch about how they did that shot. It's pretty fucking cool how much they practiced it. can we nice.
0: get, let's get back to the franchise. okay so so i was going to talk about cruz and renner because jeremy renner was going to take over the franchise or at least he, they were priming him to yeah, and yeah. ultimately they were like you kind that of were more of a jack dude. ryan three franchises well, yeah i know, I know. <laughs> but ultimately ultimately yes this one the Bourne, he had his own Bourne movie he, he's not gonna have a maybe he'll have a hawkeye movie or series of some kind anyway jeremy um, you're
2: doing fine he
0: he he works better as like a I love you, Jack Ryan character who's an analyst who can also kick ass, which is exactly what he was in the first movie. But even in the next two movies, he was like, you know what? He's more of a corporate guy. No offense, Jeremy Ryan. There's just something about Cruz. At the end of four, when he's literally collapsed in a parking garage and needs to go to the hospital, he doesn't say a word. And he's the most charismatic person on the planet. Tom Cruise, It's, it's it would, no matter what you think of him or the Scientology or jumping on Oprah's couch, these movies are special. And he hinges; it all hinges around thanks him. So for, in thanks for one, mentioning
2: Scientology. We're now on a watch list.
0: In number... <laughs> they know. They, everybody's talked about Scientology. After Tommy! Che- T'Leone. Wait, isn't T'Leone... Isn't she an anti-Scientology?
1: T'Leone is Scientologist?
0: No, maybe not. Fuck, I can't... Okay, now I, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. Mm, yeah. Wait. No, I'm not, not <laughs> <the back laughs> checking. You buzz for not okay, back Okay, so hold checking. on. I'm looking it up. <laughs> the first the first film is also really iconic. And the score was pre-written, right? But then you have a yes. Danny Elfman score, which is really fun. But you have the train sequence is iconic, but more okay. than anything else, the breaking movie? into Langley. Yeah, because we should go in sequence a little bit for those of us who haven't seen all six of these. But those of us, I mean everybody else, because I have and they're fucking awesome. It's
2: also the, the one that you two did the theme for, yes?
0: What do you mean? Oh, John did.
2: Wait, say that no, again? You two, as in the band, did the theme for the first movie.
0: No, the, the theme was Didn't written for really? the series. The television series. I remember the Me- Metallica series, it's that theme.
2: does the second... So it's time
1: I disappear. No, no Metallica did the end...
2: Metallica was the end credit song. Limp Bizkit did this, this, the theme for the first... For I hate this, that this is
0: our conversation. Oh my scene.
2: God, dude. Limp Bizkit. Fred Durst, Limp where Biscuit, you at?
0: Jesus, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fred that's Durst. A, that's yeah.
2: a mistake. Yeah. That, that's I looked, a mistake. No way I, I researched this today because uh, after... Buzz the, Fred after, Durst. Buzz it. That's a mistake. Fred Durst Okay, when they did... Buzz okay. When they did Mission Impossible 3, they went over to uh, Michael Ciccino, which like, he composed yes. the theme. But the first, I believe, the first Mission Impossible was um, Adam. Clayton I'm
1: looking it up Danny right now. Danny Elfman
0: is the first one.
1: Is it? Yeah, I think Danny. you're right, dude. I think he is Danny Elfman because I remember seeing the credits this Elfman. week. And being like, oh, look at him. So, of Hans course, Zimmer he didn't write did the theme.
0: One, did no. two, maybe. He did. Um, Hans Zimmer
1: did two. Hans Zimmer no, did
0: two. Didn't. So it goes Danny Elfman, Hans Zimmer. Which one did? But who did two?
1: Yeah, he did. Hans Zimmer did two. Hans Zimmer did two. Three was, did three because it's J.J. Abrams. Did three.
0: These are all Oscar winners, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <all laughs> just bang bang. I bang. like Hans Zimmer score one? Actually, number two. It's
1: really good, dude. All that like yeah. weird Middle Eastern opera shit. Like I fucking love that shit. Sign me up. Um, I want to ask you guys, what your favorite one is.
0: Fallout, for fucking sure. If yours is not Fallout, you're insane. Fallout is one of the best action movies I've ever seen by far. It is so fucking good. We didn't even mention that Tom Cruise movie.
1: does a, an actual helicopter chase where he's flying the helicopter. We didn't even yes. mention oh that stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, if there's one thing John knows about me, it's I love Sean Harris, who's the villain in, the, mm. in 5 and 6, Solomon Lane. So good. But Fallout does every single thing right that you could possibly do. It pulls the rug out from under you like seven different times, but it's not a gotcha show or a gotcha series it has the emotional pull because it has a it has two different former lovers you don't exactly know how ethan hunt feels about them which i think is a benefit of the second half of the series where they don't overplay the love series i know it's cool that michelle monaghan's his wife in three but i like ethan being mysterious the I agree. same way just he was just foundation
1: no, i agree with him
0: and john hurt and all these people and you don't know who he's interested in and who's interested in him because you can use that to your advantage your attractiveness to somebody and that's not sexist or anything it's like when 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 you're playing that card in a way, you you don't know if they're using each other for parasitic reasons or for professional reasons or because that they're actually in love with each other. And in the spy genre, that works really, really, really well.
1: But what and if they, the, the the end of Fallout? Fallout is, not, is perfect, is what I The end of Fallout is not as powerful if you didn't have the foundation of Michelle Monaghan of his wife having him having That's true, the but, stakes. But even Right, even
0: because okay, so in 2011, when Jeremy Renner tells you his backstory, it loses its effect. Whereas in the final movie Mm. in Fallout, if you hold on, yeah, (laughs) in the final movie, if you haven't seen that, but you all you need is the Ving Rhames line. This only cared about one other person the way he's cared about you, his wife. And then the next scene's his wife. I think you can get away with that. It's not easy, but I think they do. So that when you see the two of them together and they know, and he knows, but they have a job to do and they are all they all move on with their lives and they try to c- accomplish the task with the backstory, that's all we need. So even if you hadn't seen yeah, any dude. and you no, jumped you're into ready. Fallout, I think, I think it's inher- you, it's in the plot, it's in the blood of the movie. I think you can feel that even if you haven't seen the first five but i I agree with you i agree counter argument but that's what i think
1: ilsa is a wonderful character
2: i'm really glad they bring her in for the last two
0: that's rebecca ferguson also just
2: confirming uh yeah mission impossible one was um larry mullen and adam clayton from u two they composed the original theme and limp biscuit did the the theme from the second one after that they went to the composer
0: Okay. Good, because it's, again, it's turning into a Bond series. It's what's the new Mission Impossible song going to be? Anyway, um, the Langley sequence is awesome, right? Can we go back to one for a second? That's cool. And there's Power in the yeah. Silence in that film, too. Honestly, I remember him catching the sweat. Like, in what action movie do you remember? Oh, yeah, he caught a droplet of sweat and it was. I mean, that. Awesome. that the, like, first, you know? the first one's yeah. not
1: an action movie. The, the first the, one's a suspense correct. thriller. It's a thriller. Also, the, it's
0: a, it's
2: a the, suspense thriller. The first spy one thriller. is the only one to, like, it's. They pulled the, the wall right out Monday because they had A-list actors in the original M Mission Impossible team and they, they killed them yeah, off in the first yeah. like, Emilio- two minutes Wait, of the spoiler, movie. Spoiler,
0: spoiler, 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 no, fuck spoiler, spoiler, If they spoiler. haven't seen him by now, fuck Emilio mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. Estevez, 96. <laughs> We're talking about, that's you, Dave. Emilio Estevez <laughs> <laughs> dies very early on. John, huh, John oh my God, Voight? shit. John, John Voight, John, John Voight, John Voight. John Voight, fuck. John Voight. Who
2: is one of the original... He's very also early. named um, after one of the original villains from the uh, M, the Mission Impossible series. Oh, that's awesome, dude. What? <laughs> mm. That was um, telegraphed, wait, just dude. Pro- if you'd seen the original series, it was telegraphed. It's like, yeah, this guy might be fucking that's bad.
0: Cool. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, Jean Reno lasts a long time, but I really like Jean Reno. I fucking love Vig Rames am glad he's in the whole series. Kristen Stott Thomas dies early on. Vanessa Redgraves doesn't die, but what a fucking, like just to get her in there. How can you possibly pay all these people their, their quotes? It's it's just so great that they get everybody in this movie. Yeah. It's just, it's just good. But it, it
2: also, like how about really this? Fun. Like the, the, first, the this? first two minutes of that film is like, okay, everyone's expandable. Yeah. It's like, and I, mean, and I mean, Ethan's alone. So I mean, all good. of these movies are like, it, okay,
1: so I want to talk about this the original conception so the thing i was praising tom cruise for at the beginning of this the pitch individual installments new directors each time i think most this is a this is a, this is an intense generalization but i, I i'm going to stand by it i think most good art and entertainment only exists when ideas transcend into something that nobody really knew what was possible and it surprises them and it's something that is that is real that is that it has to happen so He said he wanted a different director every time Mm. Christopher McQuarrie 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 McQuarrie.
0: Christopher McQuarrie yeah
1: picks up on number five JJ did a wonderful job who did number four it is Christopher McQuarrie okay I was right he uh, was wrong he did the last three Rogue Nation 'Cause
0: when you're I, on a winner. Did, do, uh, did he do Rogue Nation? I don't think he did Rogue Nation.
1: He did he did Rogue Nation. Yeah, when you're when Holy you're on a winner, sh- yeah, no, there have only, um, yeah. only been five. So he did the last six. two so six. far. Was, no, six was, hasn't come out
2: yet.
0: They, six has uh, not they, come out yet.
2: Yeah, they, they're waiting, they're impossible? waiting. Yeah, they're waiting for us all to come out of uh warranty. No.
0: Wait, are you, are you are you insane? There's Rogue Nation, Ghost Protocol, and Fallout. There's six. Yeah, actually that's six, yeah.
2: Hold on, seven It's the one we're guys, waiting on. Guys,
0: how many... We, is, we're rewatching movies. How did you not notice this?
2: <laughs> ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation,
0: and fallout? I mean, I, yeah. I said some yeah. stuff ghost, during
2: the Jurassic Park sequence. I've had a lot of beer, and I can't do math now, so fuck ghost off.
1: Protocol, ghost right. Protocol is Brad Bird, though. He's the Incredibles director. We are yes. going
0: absolute shit out of our listenership. Yes, Brad Bird, okay. Bird did... So, um, Christopher
1: McQuarrie does number five, five and number six. Four. He does seven yeah. and eight. He, no, no, no. Five and six, and he's about to do seven and eight. So all I was saying was that... I respect them for the directors. He eventually found Chris, and I've heard him talk in interviews before, and they did a whole bunch of things together. They are
0: huge fans of each other. They love
1: each other. He found the aesthetic he likes, and it transcended his initial idea of, fuck it, let's do a completely different movie each time. That that didn't really work for number one and number two in the same way that the latter half of this franchise is working. And two, it has has directly to do with Christopher McQuarrie. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I love those movies, (laughs) but it didn't... I don't know if it had a cohesive franchise feel until J.J. started with number three. And then from there on, they kind of stuck with a more similar tone. Okay, so same thing with tone. Uh, Three definitely introduced a new one. Yeah. But I think one reason I love these so much is that everything you guys are saying, everything about building on... Sure, the wife comes into it, but then introducing Ilsa and building more and more on Tom with his, uh, his relationships with these people and his team, the tone of the movies move just a little bit as well. Fallout has a much darker tone.
0: Yeah, and it's than, so fucking great. Than,
1: uh, Rogue, even Rogue Nation is a little bit darker yeah. than um, Definitely. Ghost Protocol. And, Definitely. And I'm not saying one is better than the other. I just think it's interesting that they are, they're taking the temperature and they're realizing oh, yeah, what do Fallout's we need to adjust is so for good. this one? To make sure that people will come back and they, maybe they need to laugh this time. Maybe they need to be really nervous. Ethan's going to die this time. And they're taking the temperature. So I don't feel like that franchise machine that we talked about in Jurassic yeah. Park Fallout. I, I don't mean, feel like I've seen it happen yet in the same I mean, negative I actually way had my in Mission yet. Impossible.
2: Um, <laughs> we've managed to talk for Dave, half an get hour, on there. Dave, And I haven't Dave. had this yet. But like, one of the things I did say is that like, the, the action gets bigger, but they're not repeating themselves. Like, you don't feel the franchise machine kicking in in this one. It's like, yeah, we're getting bigger, but we're also doing something different. We're doing something more unique. We're utilising new technology. We're utilising, you know, the actor doing ridiculous fucking stunts that puts himself in mortal danger. Um, It's that, like, a lot of that stuff happens, and it, it doesn't have the same feel because it's not the franchise machine. It's people taking pride in their work.
1: I agree. I agree completely, man. I think this is one of the top action franchises of our day. Hmm. And I think it is largely
0: I mean, due to... The other to... one's not on our list.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to, to think, to think of some yeah. other... I mean, like the Marvel movies have great fucking action. Who? No talking about them. Fast and Furious <clears throat> has great <laughs> fucking action. What? I love those. I love both mm. of those things. That was for me.
0: Action, but that, <laughs> that, there's no. I feel like there are, there are less consequences for some of those. those I, I agree with you. I one, feel like this, this one, one,
1: one feels different. This is the best every action, footstep
0: Ethan makes. John Wick's the only thing that comes yeah. close, and I love Born I... too. Born's great, but like any, like if if he steps the wrong way, it throws the entire sequence off. And it's not just the action sequence. I mean, the story, like mm. everything, is very deliberate in this, but it feels loose they do this amazing job where it seems like it's loose but when you think back on especially when you finish one of these movies and you just do that thing where you sit there for a couple of minutes and think back on it you sit there and say how did this possibly work out and maybe it'll it'll get exhausting after a while to see it always get down to the last second but i'll just put it that way because that's sort of like a recurring theme in the movie it's it's it always it's always a second away from either death or failure or, or bioterror, you know, deaths mm. of millions, or half a third of the world. I think is one of them. But like, maybe the the answer is he's gonna have to go at the end of one of these, and maybe they will pass it off and just change the tone completely because nobody can match him. Not not yeah. just for everything. Toast he's lines. got the action of John Wick. Toast. He's got the charisma of of a Batman movie. He's got the the stunts of uh, a proper like samurai film. I mean, all things put together. And and they've given up on the, the, the romantic appeal, but it works because it keeps it more mysterious for me. So I, I don't know where it's I headed. It's, but it's got that ongoing romantic running.
2: thing where he has the wife that he can't be with because of what he does. Um, right, but and they've that's also, all, and, that's also but,
0: and that will run out. You can't call him. No, but too they've much. also introduced the other in the, the other
2: characters in Fallout exactly. that kind of move that forward a little. Um, i'm gonna gonna give that away because that's fairly new to uh video on demand and everyone should watch
0: that it's pretty good
2: um shout out to my favorite villain uh mission
0: impossible philip seymour hoffman
2: yeah philip seymour hoffman
0: That opening sequence gave me nightmares where he does the countdown. And this is Mission Impossible 3. That opening sequence. And then then the bathroom.
2: Dude, dude, that fucking speech.
0: The best part about the series, Dave, is because these people can act with themselves because they wear masks. So Philip Seymour Hoffman acting with himself in the bathroom is really cool. But also,
2: like. The, the whole speech about, uh, yeah, you, know, you have a girlfriend, right? Yeah, I'm gonna find her. I'm What's gonna your name? fucking hurt her. Because I'm gonna find her and, and I'm gonna, hurt her. I'm gonna, yeah, m- I'm gonna, oh I'm gonna make her scream and make you watch, but, and then I'm gonna make you scream and she's not gonna be able to do anything and you're not gonna be able to do anything because you're almost dead. And then he makes good on that fucking threat. And like, right. like, he is the, my, 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 favorite villain in this entire fucking series. Like, ha- they haven't done yet. anything that man does. I know. Yeah. He's
1: just, God, he was solid gold, dude. He's yeah. so good
2: shout out talk to to me
1: about you said in our break you were talking about the villain in number two and the nemesis what were you talking about
2: oh no no, it wasn't the villain it was the uh i found out a lot of stuff about um about how number two was made and some of the things that went on so uh we'll talk about in the next section where where we're discussing which is a good way to move on to that because we're about due to move on to that
1: I just want to wait for a second in Ghost Protocol or Rogue Nation when Alec Baldwin is trying to tell director Attlee, he's like, Ethan Hunt, sir, is the greatest living agent that has ever existed. He has no equal. He is the living manifestation of destiny
2: and he has made you his target.
1: <laughs> I love that he's got Alec Baldwin.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <just fucking laughs> saying
2: Baldwin. You're never going to lose your Alec Baldwin.
1: Oh, Alec Baldwin. You know, he's got the, he's it's the self-awareness. I love
0: Alec. I love Al yes. I, I love know, yeah. how about his death scene um, in Fallout? Yeah. When wow, he's... way to shout out. Guys, can can we please agree? Because I'm pretty sure Fallout was on Quentin's list. Okay. It was like up in his top 10 of the decade. Fallout is a fantastic film, right? Can we talk about this? Mean, 2018. By the way, this is on streaming. It's on, I can't remember if it's on HBO. It's on it's on a very obvious streaming network. Is it really?
1: Right now. Oh, damn, dude. Nice. Yeah. We'll, the last we'll, three I mean, words. We'll, we'll announce in the next section. I saw but, Fallout uh, twice like, in the theaters. I, I, yeah, I
2: mean, I, <laughs> the only problem, so the only problem I have with I Fallout love. is that it caused the uh, Moustache Gate in DC Universe.
0: Oh, for um, uh, Henry <laughs> yeah. Cavill. Yes. Henry, Henry. Cavill. Yeah. That Henry horrid CG, CG that is, they
2: rushed, and like it was not their fault. They had to rush it, but yeah, it was they, that shouldn't have happened. That bathroom
1: it, scene, it is, that first bathroom fight, you guys. Is, the bathroom fight. Give it up
0: fallout the bathroom fight is awesome the fallout the whole movie is so so good and i love sean harris especially a um apparently he's been like imprisoned for the past couple months and he just comes out like a full-blown shakespearean villain but with camera technique, mm-hmm. so those speeches—he has like three speeches where he's mm-hmm. just sitting in a chair, tied up, and you just look at his eyes, and they are exploding off of the screen. It's terrifying. But Sean dude. Harris doesn't have—he does not have Philip Seymour Hoffman's physical prowess, but he has this weird again, Shakespearean villi- yeah. villain on film. There's there's no like better Shakespearean. He was awesome, but
2: Philip is my favorite. Hands I think down.
0: he was Macduff in the Macbeth reboot of like 2011 or something. He was, but like he yeah. he. Is fuck Sean right, Harris. Are, He's also in Prometheus.
2: We're going sorry, way or, sorry, out of
0: a time now. We,
3: we're going to wrap this up. <laughs>
1: Should you choose to accept it, come back to this podcast to hear the deliberation, bitches. We're out. Yeah. Happy, Mother's Happy Mother's Day. Day. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day to all the mammoths.
0: Okay, so we are going to do our vote now. We are going to vote for our eight seed, Jurassic Park, the whole franchise, or our nine seed, the Mission Impossible franchise. Jurassic Park clearly succeeds in the marketing department. Mission Impossible seems to seems to succeed in the as the film series progresses department, not necessarily financially, but as far as the quality of film, because their most recent series is why they consider it to be their best. There's an 18, there's at least two more to come. Jurassic Park has more to come. Uh, but right. here we are in 2020 during the age of coronavirus. Fellas.
1: I'm going to pimp you out, motherfucker. I want you to go yeah, first this time. I'm not time. going first on this one. Yeah, I
0: think I, yeah, I, think I need some help. The past two I think I need some first. help. You need help. I mean... i a have... I'm going first. So I've had a corona and I've had two Lagunitas and here I am. Open that
2: motherfucker. Give it up. I'm on a oh!
0: White Claw. It's May 9th. White Claw. No, it's May 10th. It <laughs> snowed yesterday at May Like a, a random box delivered
2: to your house with beer or
0: something? Yeah, how did you get that? Yeah. Um, Chloe's dad's awesome. Cool. Nice. We'll so take he just that. Okay. manifested
1: that beer in his house. <laughs>
0: um, Chloe's dad! What's his so, name? So, Bob Tissot. Bob Tissot! So, <laughs> I'm going first. <laughs> Go. I have... I was yeah. too hard on the Jurassic Park series, and I was not nice enough in the mission impossible series and i was really fucking nice in the mission impossible series but i I, two and three for me i know you guys like jj and you like three but philip seymour Hoffman saves three for me because i think yes there's i can watch that all day philip
2: seymour Hoffman. yeah there's
0: there's there's a lot of great stuff in two and three there's a lot of really fun scenes the best scene in two is the one with the bioterror weapon and Tom and there's the um, the guy's like oh he doesn't speak because I I must have broken his jaw. That whole scene is really if you know what I'm talking about Mission Impossible two. There's some really really cool stuff in in Mission Impossible in 2? two. There is
1: yeah. Also he quote yeah.
0: unquote free climbs and. And um, the guy who did Free Solo talks about that movie, and he says, It's obviously a little ridiculous to fall and catch yourself like that, but for the sake of Hollywood and a cold open, it's pretty fucking cool. Okay, fair, And he has pretty good games. That, that was
2: not Tom. That was his stunt double. Oh, because he did some Tom, of the stunts, but, yeah, but the he had, fall he had of it. attached to him. All
0: right, well, I'm getting into my vote here, Dave. And what I would say is. <laughs> <laughs> what I would say is. The Jurassic Park idea, the IP is so much more integral than maybe any series in history, even more so than than Harry Potter, which I received as my two seed, even though it's not our two seed. The idea of what would happen if wizards were living in a basically basically like the same timeline, but in a different reality. What would it be like if wizards like sort of coexisted with us? I think Jurassic Park actually succeeds even further with that. The idea of what would happen. If all of the predators of the best predators of, of the history of the planet coexisted, ooh, Siren, that's ominous. Yeah, yeah, Who's his yeah. that Is that Dave's? No, That's mine. That's, that's Dave's mine. Still I'm in New York,
2: York. of course. It's my
0: arresting
1: yeah. idea, Jeff. Oh, yeah, that's cool.
2: <laughs> that I mean, we're, we're I, I, life is starting to return here in New York. Right. Life finds a way. <laughs>
0: I I rewatched these series this week. So this is the last of, of round one. So I actually put in the time and watched almost all of these this week. It was really weird watching like two to three movies a day. It's really hard. Um, even in quarantine. And when I got to Fallout, which I've already praised enough on this series. But if anybody, if you've seen Fallout, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, then you just, you just have to watch it. I think Jurassic Park number one is the best movie in this series, obviously. But. Fallout is a very close second, and is one of the it is one of the better action movies of the past ten years for sure. It is so so good, and this series really knows what it's doing right now. And let's be real, the first one is really cool. It it it, it exists well in film history, which is sort of what we started with this podcast was comparing new films to old films. Um, it the the iconic moments. The 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 way that they changed the bond, form, the bond formula to make it um, a lot of tropes we know now you can trace back to not to, to Mission Impossible One I would say especially just the idea that you can break into our CIA headquarters in Langley and we would be rooting for you you know what I mean hmm. like little things like that that go like this is international espionage but in order to solve the world order you have to hack into this, the American CIA also hats like, off to one I of the most famous scenes ever. True, true, true. That whole sequence, and obviously yeah. the, the original score, plus all the different. The, honestly, I'm I'm being honest, and I, and I admit this a million times. Jurassic Park number one is the best movie in the series. The dinosaur idea has been pulled off so well that that idea is better. But if we are our job is to look at the franchises. That's what we've assigned ourselves the task of doing. I rewatched almost all of them, and I fell asleep with the Bond movies. If I hadn't finished one when I went to sleep, it's all I could think about. I needed to finish the film.
1: The Mission Impossibles.
0: Wow.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: Exacerbating Jeff's problem
2: with that puzzle.
1: No, that's great, dude. So Mission Impossible. I'm voting for Mission Impossible. Good, good, good good breakdown. That's good.
0: All right, John, go.
1: Dave, what do you think, dude? You you
0: want me to go? go? Dave, if you go last, you are not. You are not allowed to punt on this. I'm all right, you have to choose this. one.
2: No, I'm not punting. I just want to see where this goes. Do they have Shout punting
1: in rugby? Is yeah, that they, a, yeah, they do. They do. do. <laughs> they
2: do. It's, but you you just give it to the other team. There's yeah. also that thumb up the butthole thing.
1: <laughs> Woo! <laughs> we've talked a lot about buttholes on this particular. Fire Podcast. Island
0: would love rugby. The, uh, sure. fire fire Island, rugby the two
1: anus references.
0: Like, <laughs> By the way, we've been to Fire. We've actually been to Fire Island. It's out, so cool a maneuver.
3: Yeah. Okay, um,
1: I voted so, for
0: Mission
1: Impossible. I yeah, that's good, dude. I liked your breakdown. Um,
0: Wait, I feel like John's more on the fence about this than Dave.
1: I mean, no, it wasn't because I I feel I mean you basically said what I was gonna say. Thinking about it while I was watching these movies this week, I, I had so much fun, and I had so much fun for different reasons. It was it was maybe one of the out of the weeks we've done. It was maybe one of the most telling of why I liked one franchise on its own independently and comparatively why one is probably more sustainable, more rewatchable in this particular context up against other franchises, what makes them good and stuff. Um, Jurassic park one. Yeah. Maybe one of the best movies of the nineties, understandably one of the best movies in terms of, yeah. I mean, I tend to move more towards like, drama and like real life stuff but like that's a really fun fucking adventure action movie i mean it's just too good
0: one of the most rewatchable movies of all time
1: absolutely um but here's the deal after watching these movies back to back comparing them to each other i am more surprised by mission impossible than i am by each of the installments of jurassic park And I don't even mean that in terms of the premise. The premises are predictable. You kind of always know for both of these kind of what you're getting into. So I guess it's storytelling. And that's where I'll go back to kind of what I was praising Mission Impossible for towards the end of the last segment that my hat, I continue to tip my hat to them for telling a very similar story, especially in the last three. But figuring out ways through whether it's literally just the direction and action sequences, taking that up a notch, creating more mysterious consequence for Ethan Hunt as a character, intensifying the bond, the familial bond that I love so much between him and Simon Pegg and um, Ving, how do you say his name, Haynes, Ving Raines, Ving Rains? Ving, Ving Raines. Ving Raines. Ving Raines. The, um, what is her name, who plays Ilsa? I mean, there's just so much uh, there's so much that's happening that it's within the same device. It's all the same story, but they're doing that thing that we always praise where they're elevating it in such a way. Yeah, and it's they not don't
2: repeat themselves.
1: It's not they don't. And it's not vain. I don't feel like I'm I don't feel like I'm being pimped into watching a movie star, Tom Cruise, do some crazy stunt. So for me, it came down to a very simple thing. I felt when I was rewatching these Jurassic Park movies, everything was so predictable. I started getting a little not excited about the stuff that I knew I was supposed to be excited about. The suspense started losing some of its tension watching them back to back like this because I realized I've seen this before. And not only have I seen it before, but no one has even come close to the way Steven did it in the first one. Versus you just said, and I, I may agree with you, I'm sure there are a lot of other people who agree with you, that maybe the last Mission Impossible is one of the best ones.
0: I think it's the best.
1: So I'm going with Mission Impossible. Well, I love you, Jurassic Park. I'm going to come back to you, but Ethan Hunt, yeah. Ethan Hunt, and what they're doing with this franchise. And the meta aspect of it, of Tom Cruise, and what he is doing as a producer and an actor. No one else is doing anything like this. The way we praised uh, Feigl for the Marvel, for how original his vision was for what they did with that franchise. Mm-hmm. I'm going to credit Tom Cruise and uh, his co-producer, uh, Wagner. What's her name that he produces Suzanne everything Wagner. with? Suzanne, Suzanne. Wagner. They, they're doing something that nobody else is doing. Paula Wagner. I think oh, fuck. Paula Wagner. And I think they're doing it the best. And I'm going to see the next two in theaters at least once. And I'm going to love these movies until I die. I just have so much fun. I can't keep up. I'm always surprised. Even on a rewatch, I'm surprised. I forget things. Unlike the Jurassic Park movies. So Mission Impossible. Hit me, Dave. What do you think? I'm
0: going to say, wait, and Dave, before you say that, just Uh on top of John. On top of John? God damn it. This is a tough episode for me. Um, Fireland. what I would say to that, too, is Vulva. what I would say about Jurassic Park is the whole series, all five films, if they were on TV, if I was flipping through the channels and they were on, I'm definitely more likely to I'm watch it.
1: Absolutely. Lit- Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Even even the Lost World, Lost World, Jurassic Park 3, that plane crashed when the guy's like, please stop the plane. And, and of course, the other guy is basically like, I'm not stopping this fucking plane. We've all seen the first two <laughs> movies. I'm not stopping this plane. Yeah. But nobody turns on the TV to watch reruns anymore. So therefore, these are movies you have to seek out to to this time and place. Mission Impossible, if you want to start a movie to end it, that's the movie. Dave, that's what I think.
2: And they're all valid points. Um, I mean, we've already gone too down the way of Mission Impossible. Um, The thing that I would summarize this with is if you uh, Google search Jurassic Park toys, It 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 comes up with at least 10 pages, possibly more. I'm pretty sure the same doesn't happen with Mission Impossible.
0: No, Jurassic Park matters more to society. Well, no,
2: Jurassic Park has the marketing machine behind it. And, like, that's the thing. They're, like, buy some some Velociraptor toys. Buy some T-Rex toys. Let's release yep. five different variations of t-rex toys mission impossible is not counting on that they're counting on you going to the movies and watching this film and being entertained and in that Fuck yeah. like in that respect they win over jurassic park now the only yeah. bad thing the bad note that i had about the entire mission impossible series was mission impossible 2 which sadly was shot in australia <laughs> um and oh there was an australian villain in the scottish and uh, right. I was down on the <laughs> Mission Impossible 2 movie. And then I did some research. Uh-huh. And the Mission Impossible 2, it, like, it had John Woo directing.
0: Yeah. Awesome. A big awesome. Hong Kong okay. director. Yeah. Chinese-
2: like, a fantastic director. Okay, Bruce Geller was one of the writers. He was the original series writer. Roland D. Moore and Brendan Barger, who are... Absolute fucking legends in the sci fi series. Ronald D. Moore, dude. Yeah, Battlestar, Battlestar, so say we all. Like, so say we all, motherfucker. Right from Star Trek through to Battlestar and beyond. Yeah. Like, and then the screenplay by Robert Robert Town, who was the writer of fucking Chinatown. Holy shit, Robert Town wrote that. Oh (laughs) my god. Which is still used in screenwriting, like, classes to to this day. Um, and wow. he wrote yep. Days of Thunder. He wrote the original MIB, like uh, sorry, not MIB, uh, <laughs> Mission Impossible. Tom Cruise, yeah, right? Tom Cruise. Yeah. You can't separate him. Yeah. He is Ethan Hunt. <laughs> yeah, but he. I mean, he didn't write another screenplay for six years after that. But still, like it, it's like what went Ethan Hunt it, drives race cars. It's like what went wrong with this? And I I looked it up, and it's like the first cut of Mission Impossible Two. Was three and a half hours.
1: Three and a half hours, and, and it landed at two hours and three minutes. Yeah. For anyone who's the, interested, and the, and the romantic when, stuff just okay, didn't no, work. man. but it just look, when didn't they work. when
2: they submitted the Mission Impossible two three and a half hour cut, the studio freaked out, and it, and like insisted on drastic cuts. So what we got is the three
1: hour cut magic. Do you I, think it's fucking solid know. goals? I, I,
0: it's. I mean, it's I what know. fucking John Wu wanted like that was it came out of two two minutes two hours and 3 minutes that was is the yeah final. Uh, the so that, they've cut an the hour film.
2: and a half out of the film
1: <laughs> that's probably too much yeah They're, i probably because i feel like that's the movie that has no character in it
2: yeah everything feels know, contrived is is it's too much cuz it's studio enforced cuts so i'm like the only downside yeah. i have for the mission impossible franchise is the fact that this movie
0: sucked mm. yeah okay yeah
1: yeah uh, no drink dude let's all drink to number
0: 2 what? Yeah, and but, Dave. Dave was very complimentary of the Jurassic Park series. But so this is
2: like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. But the thing is, like, this <laughs> no. this movie was bad. But I feel like it was studio enforced bad.
0: Like if yeah. they had and, gone for also, a two
2: and a half hour,
0: maybe. Oh my god, I mean, do I sound like an it. asshole for saying maybe there was? Because he made um, he made Face Off. Yeah, and he made um.
2: I mean, maybe studios. Another, another maybe run. studios trust in fucking directors.
0: I just and, the pacing thing too is like maybe the cuts actually help the pacing because the best scenes in the movie don't are paced know if perfectly. It did
2: like I mean, Broken Arrow. Yeah. Every Broken Arrow. I mean, every every time you
0: introduce <laughs> like motorbikes
2: to a major franchise like Star that, Trek, there's like an eight minute chase this. sequence. That's, yeah. The, the yeah. movie's over. Yeah.
0: We, we, the scene is over, and the, then the chase sequence starts, and it's eight minutes. Yeah. So it's like, and, and like the chase as, sequence,
2: it's his
1: final move in the sand. Isn't it, isn't it the, in the sand fight? Doesn't he do, like, a forward wheelie? Yes. As in, in the, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it, yeah. As opposed to the awesome bike sequence in number five, where he's chasing Ilsa, and she steps out in front of him yes. and he crashes the bike. Oh, just just oh enough. He smashes the just enough, bike. Just enough. Yeah. It's just so enough good. action, dude. A wonderful bike sequence. Anyway, yeah. keep going, Dave. So, keep going. Um
2: So my only gripe with, like the entire Mission Impossible franchise was Mission Impossible 2. And then I, I, did, I did research and realised who was behind this, who wrote this, who did all the hard work on this. And it was like, I don't have as you much of a gripe against Mission Impossible 2 because they were forced to cut it down. Like his If his first cut was three and a half hours, his second cut could have been two and a half hours successfully. And we might have got a lot yeah. more out of Mission Impossible 2. So I love or he, yep. or
0: he would have paced it differently if he thought he had to cut it. And let's go go. But I I, I love
2: movie? I love every entry into the Mission Impossible franchise except for 2. And now too, I dude. have the justification for why Mission Impossible 2 doesn't sit right with me.
1: And let's so and Number 2 feels like the Number 2 feels like the only one that's controlled by men in suits yeah it, it feels like it's they're trying 2000, to 2000
0: reboot this is the time where you could right? start really making fucking money with a movie yeah for sure. and so they were going like, for it and it didn't work that, like they, thank
1: god for jj abrams dude thank god he swept in with tom cruise and they fucking sat down and said what do we want to do from now on yeah because they produced the and rest that, together. It, it
0: almost—it seems like Tom Cruise said, "Write the best villain ever, and I'll figure out how to live up to it."
1: <laughs> or let's just cast <laughs> just it fair, off like and we'll it's figure fair. it out. Yeah. Let's just put. I mean, they him made him an arms movie, dealer, we'll where you're
0: almost rooting for the arms. Hey, Philip. He's like, I want to hey, know Philip, who he's dealing be, arms to. He's doing a good job. Be, good be for like you, the Phil. best
2: fucking bad guy you can be, and Philip brought it. Hey, be, yeah. Billy Crudup is fucking
1: wonderful in the third Billy one Crudup as well. Is so he is, good, yeah. <laughs> but
2: like Philip Seymour Hoffman for me just rang true. Like he was, the I know, most dude. You're totally right. Because I, 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 was a huge, I was a huge
1: fan of him yeah. already. Yeah. I loved him already. And when I saw that number three, I was like, I had never seen him play a villain before, and my mind like, was blown. I was like, this I, guy I did, can do anything.
2: Too, I went and saw three, and I did see th- three in the cinemas. And um, me too, It dude. was like fucking hell. This guy is evil. Like, he yep. is nasty. He makes threats and he makes fucking good on them. And I'm also, like, if, again, for me, like, yeah. while I love Jurassic Park and I praise the hell out of it in the first segment, I am going with Mission Impossible. Because, Fuck my, yeah, three to my, zero. Well, my scores came in, but the scores that mean nothing to anyone yeah, else. What uh, are the, X's? Yeah, Where the scores. Dr- X's? Jurassic Park got a 16 <laughs> for me. That's really yeah. good. And uh, Mission Impossible got a 19. It was close. Hell yeah! It was close, and a yeah, lot no, of that was the best that more. first movie in Jurassic Park. But yeah, no Mission Impossible. Let's give a it's shout assistant. out to a.
1: Let's give a quick shout out to Simon Pegg, who's made it into oh, three Simon. of our friends I, I was thinking
2: that too. What Tom Cruise has the <laughs> He's also like he's he's been a lot. We, was are you counting the ones we eliminated? Because he was also in the Coronado yeah. and Star Trek.
0: Yes. And Star Wars. Simon yes. Pegg, Star Wars. He, he had a cameo no, in Star Wars. wait, wait, wait. Wars.
2: We're not counting those. Wait, no, he was in. What is he uh, in Star Wars? No,
0: he was in the episode. Uh... He was in Force Awakens. Yes. Simon Pegg is a cameo so, in Force yes, Awakens. He
2: he was he was in three of them. What? What is he? What? How, what is he doing? In Force He's Awakens. He's the one who
0: sells her like the bread, the money, in yeah. like in a Jabu or whatever she's four from. Four portions. Awesome. What? Yes. That's oh Simon my god peg. I
1: don't remember that. That's my shit. Oh he's the, he's the giant. He's yeah. the giant yeah, he's the thing. Yeah, yeah, who's yeah. behind like that yeah, cage yeah. with the Okay, okay, okay. Simon okay. I camp? didn't know yeah. that. I didn't yeah. know that.
2: That's Simon Peg.
1: Here's a little anecdote. Yeah. Simon Pegg is so fucking good that in Possible three Mission Possible 3, they had him for three days on set. He was supposed to be this tiny little role. Just the guy, the tech guy with the microphone. was he the one
0: whose schedule was too difficult? Where was he in 2006? (laughs) Oh my God, how do we get this guy? He
1: evolved evolved into a field agent that is integral to the family. I fucking love him in five and six I cannot wait to see what he does in the other ones. So God bless good. Simon yeah. Pegg. He added something that Mission Impossible needed. Right. He really and did. And
0: Ving Rhames, kudos to him. Ving you know, Rames the is vast, fucking the, amazing. The Fast and the Furious yeah. supporting franchise gets a lot of shit. It gets a lot of praise. But when, when Jeremy Renner is recruiting Ving Rhames in four, right? It's four, five, four, five? doesn't matter. But yeah. he's recruiting five. him, and, he lo- and he's looking at him, and he's like, listen, it's in five. This is what you need to know. I know, Ethan. I don't know you. If you if I don't trust you for a second, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut your head off, whatever. And basically he owns Jeremy Renner in this one like four-line scene. Like it, it is, just it looks as, at him. It's not even it a line. He says, him. If and I ever, if I
1: ever distrust him. you, yeah. And that's Fuck, why yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and Jeremy yeah. Renner's
0: like, all right, all right, great. And and you're like, oh my god, yeah. did Ving Rames just own this at scene? At some point
1: and same Ving thing Ving for, will uh, turn up in to every give the, Mission
2: Impossible film from now on. It's like I Oh uh, yeah, he is the new, it's it's like what it's like the whole lethal weapon. I'm getting too
0: old for this shit. Yeah, he's, no, he's gonna yeah. be he there ideas, forever. For when some he ideas reason, the he's face off the sketch. He's it's, only it's at like, the
1: end of four for some crazy reason. I don't yeah. think they came to negotiations for that one. But
0: they got him right. in let's there. Let's give a shout out to they Mission Impossible
1: as well. Let's let's give a shout out to them as well for uh, one thing. I praised Fast and the Furious for. I think they took a cue from Mission Impossible. This these movies film everywhere, dude. They're one of the first. I remember that I was one of about the first that with times. Fast and
0: the Furious too. I, yeah. That was
1: one of the it's first times the I saw. Yeah. Dubai. Mission Impossible was one of the first times I saw Alibaba pictures.
0: Hmm. I remember the uh, first time
1: I saw that production company and I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah, Middle they were in, East, they we in go. Dubai
0: early. They were in Havana, Cuba yeah, early. Yeah. They're, they're, in everywhere, they're, they're, they're everywhere. They're from yeah. everywhere. They are Tom, Tom cares anywhere. About it.
1: They care about it, dude. It's not just because they can. They want to film everywhere. They want to film on location. They want it to feel real. They want the world to feel like they have a place in the Mission yes, Impossible franchise. Yes, that's,
0: that's what it is. That's what it is for sure. All uh, right, we want to keep us under yeah, 90 we, minutes, so Dave, we, we us up. We have
2: gone right
0: up to the, the wide We have. There. Oh, yeah. no, that's part of our drinking game. If we go over 90 minutes, there's a huge... Guys, yeah, I'm but, drink yeah. a bottle. Friends, we drink double Listeners, next week.
1: <laughs> we have a new logo. Check out our Instagram. Give us a follow and make sure Check to touch base with us because next week
0: you, we are going to be listening
1: to your votes. Jeff, clarify for us exactly what we are going to be doing next week so that they will know what uh, we want from them. Because
0: Dave Dave decided to pull the rug out from under us and move two movies on one week. So therefore, we have an odd number. So we are adding three snubs back in three snubs we're talking rocky we're talking uh indiana jones we're talking we're not, uh bond oh. we're talking a dark knight etc 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 we want audience help get some movies involved in this franchise space i've been contacted by people who want to know about franchises it's so exciting give us your vote we want a full so just, complete list. just to
1: clarify though for next week we're going to talk next week about six movies correct?
0: We're going to talk about six movies. Three that have already passed on, and three that have not yet. We're going to add three into the mix. So bring it. Oh, okay.
1: Okay. Now I understand. So everybody bring it. Maybe make sure you get your votes in. We're going to be throwing three wild cards in there. You may know what you want. We don't know what you want, so please give your vote in there. We're going to bring our votes to it as well. We're going to try to get three that actually matter. We're going to be talking about them next week. It's going to be a really good episode. Everybody Go watch that fucking water jiggle in the cup. Everybody go watch Ethan Hunt real Just fast. Bark. No, we're done. We're done. That's a good fucking uh, podcast. Fuck. I love it. You Fuck, guys. Love this is our it. longest Everybody. episode
0: ever. Damn it.
1: Bye-bye. Everybody do your T-Rex noise. Everybody give it to me. I want to hear your T-Rex scream.
0: Mm. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> 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 bye. I'm turning my audio off. See ya.